Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Undying Light listeners. I am your host, Pastor Alex, and we are back at it again with another new episode. Uh, this week, we're taking on chapter six and seven from the book Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament. And if you haven't tuned in before, this is an ongoing series. So we've covered the first five chapters uh, in previous weeks. And we've even covered other books of the Old Testament. Uh, this is now the second book in the uh, f- of the five wisdom books that we are covering. Uh, we will go through Job and uh, Proverbs and the uh, Psalms as well. However, those three, because of their their length, we will not uh, dig into verse by verse. We'll probably summarize chapters and in, in, in large portions. You know, with 150 Psalms, we'll probably look at them in how they're constructed in different types of Psalms and things like that. So then we'll like just group them together essentially. So again, if this is your first time, welcome. Our uh, position in this show is to uh, take scripture, explain it, and make it uh, easy for you to understand and to just pick up and say, oh, that makes more sense now. So that's the whole goal of this show. My whole premise is to explain in the and hopefully the most simplest forms for you listening. If you are a longtime listener and you are recently flabbergasted at all of the ads, it seems like that are popping up. Uh, I do want to make a note on that, uh, as that is a platform that Acast is now doing on their shows. Uh, I'm in the process of kind of just testing this out to see if it really works for me. Um, so there's three ads, one in the beginning, one in the end, and then we're going to find one, hopefully right in the middle, about the 20 to minute mark or so. Uh, and I will hopefully gap that out. So where I'm not interrupted or cut off from, uh, my, uh, you know, content or whatever I'm delivering. Uh, and then again, if you're new to the show, you know, I usually open the show with some banter, uh, and some talks. If you have never partaken in listening to the show, then what I would advise if you're looking for, um, you know, 
the full understanding of where we will be in this episode, I recommend going back and listening to the first two or first handful of episodes where we've gone through the first five chapters of Ecclesiastes because we're essentially smack dab in the middle of the book. And so if you were to just pick up and start listening, it's going to probably be confusing. If you are looking for uh, a means to listen to the show without ads, by all means, join us on Patreon. They get their show a week ahead of time and without ads. They can uh, stream it straight from that platform on their cell phones uh, or and as many of them actually do. They just wait until Friday when they're released or Tuesday for the bonus episodes and listen to them then. But that's an option available. Dollar a month gets you access to all of that. You'll get early access to the podcast. You'll get sermon notes. You'll get. Uh, Bible study access, and we do them every other Sunday night. Uh, and you will also have access to all the previous Bible studies that we've done. We've gone through the book of Mark. We've gone through some of Hosea. We did a short Christmas, and now we're in the book of Romans. So you can join us on Patreon and get access to all of that content and more. You get access to our Discord uh, server and various other chats and, and perks that we offer for with Undying Light. With that, the other thing I have to announce is this really awesome giveaway. So I've partnered with Logo Software, and we are giving away a bronze package for uh, for the 200th and three-year anniversary. So we got two milestones that we're, we're hitting uh, here in the next couple of weeks on the show. And so I've uh, partnered with Logos. They've been gracious enough to give me um, the premise that they will give somebody uh, a bronze package, which is about a $630 value worth of software. You'll get that for free. One lucky winner will. If you're interested, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. I will accept entries on either platform. Go and watch my stories and check out my feed and you'll see uh, the, the means that you need to do to enter. If you're a patron, you'll get a bonus entry. Uh, to, you know, without having to do anything, but everything else, you'll just have to do the standard, you know, follow the page, share the content, tag some people, you know, that kind of thing. Nothing, ex- nothing crazy, but I want to make sure that we, uh, you know, offer this and make it, uh, you know, publicized enough. Uh, this is worldwide, so it doesn't matter where you are in the world. As long as you have a valid email, you can get logo software. So uh, as a matter of fact, it's what I'm using today as we walk through the book of Ecclesiastes. And it's what I use on my Tuesday episodes as we go through uh, the Lutheran theology. So the other aspect I have to uh, I want to bring to your attention before we get into the content of the show is the sponsorship of MyPillow. You can go and go to MyPillow.com. You can get up to 66% off a whole variety of products using the promo code undying light it's uh one word you can caps or no caps it'll work in both both instances but when you go to their page you'll see the the value of the product and then you'll see in bright red uh, with promo code this is the cost so it depends on what you're looking at this is the cost and you can go and put my promo code in and you'll get that big discount and like i said it uh, depends on the product uh, but it goes all the way up to 66%. Like right now, you can get uh, a set of sheets for 40 bucks. I mean, you can't even go to Kohl's and get them that cheap. So, and, and my wife and I have a pair. We love them. They're really soft. Uh, I am really impressed with their quality. So go to mypillow.com and check them out. 
All right, so that uh, basically takes care of all the little house cleaning tidbits that I've got. Like I said, please make sure you are um, you get in on that giveaway. Logos is very generous in offering this. Uh, they don't do it very often, so I am uh, I was really excited when this came to my attention that they would do it. Uh, so please, by all means, uh, go to my Instagram page and enter for your chance to win. And you'll, uh, we'll make sure you get to pick your denomination of choice, whether you're reformed Calvinist, uh, Presbyterian, Methodist, Lutheran, uh, uh, charismatic, even you can pick all of these different packages and we will make sure you get one that fits your, um, you know, identity in Christ. So with that, let us dig into the uh, text at hand today. We're going to read through chapter six. It's a very short chapter. There's only 12 verses here. Uh, so we will move through it pretty quick. And then we will get into uh, uh, chapter seven at hand. So here is uh, chapter six. Solomon writes, there is an evil that I have seen under the sun, and it lies heavy on mankind, a man to whom God gives wealth, possessions, and honor, so that he lacks nothing of all that he desires. Yet God does not give him power to enjoy them, but a stranger enjoys them. This is vanity, is a grievous evil. If a man fathers a hundred children and lives many years, so that the days of his years are many, but his soul is not satisfied with life's good things, and he also has no burial, I say that a stillborn child is better off than he. For it comes in vanity and goes in darkness, and in darkness its name is covered. Moreover, it has not seen the sun or known anything, yet it finds a rest rather than he. Even though he should live a thousand years twice over, yet enjoy no good, do not all go to one place. All the toil of man is in his mouth, yet his appetite is not satisfied. For what advantage has the wise man over the fool? And what does the poor man have who knows how to conduct himself before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes of the wandering of the appetite. This is also vanity and a striving after wind. Whatever has come to be has already been named, and it is known what man is, and that he is not able to dispute with one stronger than he. The more words the more vanity, and what is the advantage of man? For who knows what is good for man while he lives the few days of his vain life, which he passes like a shadow? For who can tell man what will be after him under the sun? As I said last week, Solomon does not pull any punches. He goes straight for the throat in, in really hammering out the vanities of man, uh, and really just demonstrating to us that there is this, this difference between Christians and non Christians, those who don't believe anybody outside of God, as we have talked about uh, on every single episode in this series, all of those, uh, they strive after, uh, vanity. They're going after the wind. They're chasing something they'll never achieve. But in Christ, life has meaning. And so with Christ, you have meaning of family and children and 
good food and and all of those things that God has blessed us with, that is where true value is found. Now, uh, we we kind of uh, discussed it a little bit last week, but we can go back to a previous section in chapter five and uh, say verses eight and on all the way through chapter six, carry this same thought. It's one cohesive approach to this text. So six does not begin a new thought or a new process or, or, or something else that he's going after. But in reality, it is a continuation of uh, thoughts. So verse one, this evil Uh, It's when riches increase, there's a temptation to rest our hearts on them rather than the Lord and his gifts. So this evil is, again, striving after something that comes uh, without resting in the Lord with his gifts. Uh, Verse 2, God does not give him power to enjoy them. Riches and wealth and honor are God's gifts. He desires that we serve his kingdom and our neighbors with his gifts. The ability to enjoy God's blessings is a bonus, a gift of God, not a right or a guarantee. God calls that person a fool who forgets this truth. And this verse here really takes me into uh, a parable that Jesus uh, teaches of the rich farmer. And he, uh, the farmer goes out and he has bountiful seasons year over year. And he has so much grain left over that he says he's going to build additional silos and then take the next couple of years off or the next season off so he can rest. And in that night, God comes to him and says, you fool, your life is now mine. And that to me is really, again, the striving after these, this wealth and these riches. If we don't have proper understanding, these are simply gifts of God. And for some of us, we get to enjoy the riches and the wealth. We may not have the mansions or the extravagant lifestyle, but we get to enjoy freedom here in America. And we get to enjoy the uh, the ability to preach on Sunday mornings, listen to sermons on Sunday mornings, or and or all other days that you hear uh, the preaching going on in your church, whether it's a Saturday night, a Wednesday or Thursday night, uh, whatever Bible studies you get to partake in, you get to openly worship here in the States, at least for now. Uh, I had mentioned this in my sermon on Sunday to my congregation. Uh, we have, you know, this, this crux that's like just, it's all, it always feels like it's right on the edge. You know, we, we're, we're in this tipping point. We can, we can go either way and we're walking the fine blade here between, uh, having open freedom to worship and then being persecuted for that worship. So, uh, I made the analogy or made the statement that those in China or those in Canada, those in, you know, all the other countries that have outlawed Christianity, they face immense persecution and their, you know, concept of wealth is far different than our concept of wealth here in the West. Uh, even though con- even countries that aren't necessarily, uh, you know, third world or, or outlawing Christianity, they could be first world countries. And, and, and allow Christianity to thrive, uh, their concept of wealth is going to be much different than here in the West. You know, America has been kind of blanketed with this idea that, you know, everybody's deserving of a house or the white picket fence, a dog and two and a half kids. I mean, that's kind of the American dream, if you would. 
but wealth is expanded to be so so much greater than just material items it's family and friends community it is the church we belong to that wealth is something that is not even measurable and as i'd mentioned if we consider this outside of god then it is all foolish because if we're pursuing something we're pursuing riches or we're pursuing wealth of whatever capacity we are pursuing it in if we look to do these things outside of the blessing of god we are chasing after the wind verse 3 life is not meaningless life is a gift of the lord even for those who are not in christ this is a gift from him to them Silver and gold may fill our hands, but not our souls, and the burial of an unbeliever appears a little different than that of a dumb animal. So, pretty blunt statement, but it really is about that, because the unbeliever, uh, as as Solomon states, and, and even still more so when Jesus is in doing his ministry, the unbeliever is really at odds with god they are an enemy and i had this discussion with a person on social media today uh he was going on saying well i don't believe in god i don't believe in any gods i don't believe in any of this and i said yeah you're just suppressing the truth and he rejected that concept because he thinks that he's more intellectually intelligent than me which okay i'm not going to argue that you may be i don't know i don't know you from adam but what i'm telling you is based upon my life experience where I used to not be really a believer. I didn't grow up in a Christian family. Uh, I came to Christ later in my life. Thank you to my wife. But I, and and I would also not consider myself to be a dumb person. I, I find myself to be a little bit more intellectual and I crit and critical. Like I, that's why t uh, contextual criticism is an exceptionally important, uh, important topic to me, one that I find passion in. But this individual was going on saying that I was uh, misrepresenting him and he was, uh, you know, going off this deep end and asserting himself that, uh, you know, he knew better. But in reality, again, all of these unbelievers in the world, uh, they simply suppress the truth. Paul notes that in Romans chapter one. They have been demonstrated. They've been they, the 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 truth of God has been broadcasted into their hearts and are around creation. It isn't by you know some random chance that uh, we have come into existence. So, verse four: This stillborn child may have no name uh, or no identity, and again, they are better off than the unbeliever. Pretty blunt statement, but you know we we see that again in the teachings of Jesus that the unbelievers are going to face hellfire and damnation for all eternity. Matthew twenty five tells us that the, at judgment day there will be the separation of sheep and goats. The goats will go into the lake of fire. The sheep, uh, the believers in Christ, will then inherit uh, the kingdom of heaven and have eternal life. Verse 5, Solomon asserts that the stillborn child has more rest than a covetous misser. Uh, this is what Luther says. He says, this is Hebrew for to enjoy things and take pleasure in them. Thus, 
The wicked begin their life, their hell in this life because they have deprived of the use of all creatures and the gifts of God so that they will never see the sun, which we nevertheless have every day. In other words, they do not rejoice in the gifts of God, but are always looking for something else. Verse 6, the grave is the end, no matter if the person lives a thousand years or one hour. This begs a question, is there life after this life? And we will uh, answer that question when we get to uh, chapter 12, verse 7. Um, we will, uh, obviously, we've tackled that question numerous times on this show. Uh, is there life after this? Obviously, if you're a Christian, you believe there is. Uh, the grave essentially is the the last place for the unbeliever. That's where they will die, and then they will experience, uh, you know, uh, damnation and hellfire for all eternity. Verse seven: The flesh is never satisfied; it is never satiated. The soul finds bondage, not satisfaction, in wealth, and it continues to strive after uh, what the world is offering. Uh, and and essentially just continue to reject the gifts of God. Uh, verse 9, it is better to make the best of what one has contentment than to wander and wander in ways uh, of de or desire, which is covetousness. So, um, you know, one of these things that my wife and I have been talking about much more recently is, is this being content, you know, when, before I became a pastor, I was one who was really hungry after, you know, earning money and, and making a living and being impactful for my family. All right. We're going to take just a quick break here for our ad and then transitioning into the pastor, uh, world, pastoral world. I, I quickly realized that contentment is something that is to be cherished and it is something to really rest upon because see now as a pastor, I have no desire to pursue anything outside of my little congregation. I don't pursue, I don't desire a bigger church. I don't desire a bigger congregation or more money. I want to serve my church in whatever capacity God gives me. And so contentment is one topic that seems to always creep up in my, uh, uh, my time with my wife over the last uh, 15 years now, we'll be celebrating 15 years in August, but we, you know, are always searching as, as people, we're always searching for the next thing. And, and technology really amplifies that these days. It really drives after this concept of, you know, the immediate satisfaction. So we're going to jump down here. We're going to summarize verses uh, eight from chapter five, all the way through 12. In the latter part of chapter five, Solomon shows how to make a comfortable use of God's gifts. In chapter six, he shows the evil uses of wealth and asks, will the amassing of wealth bring happiness? What person is better for his or her wealth, pleasure, or honor when standing before God at final judgment? Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith so that we not grow weary and lose heart. All right, chapter 7. Uh, this is a little bit longer. This is 29 verses, so we've got uh, a handful of times left. We'll try to make it through. The contrast of wisdom and folly. Here's what Solomon writes. A good name is better than a precious ointment, and the day of death is better than the day of birth. It is better to go into the house of mourning than to go into the house of feasting, for this is the end of all mankind. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mind and the living will lay it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter. For by sadness of face, the heart is made glad. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It is better for a man to hear the rebuke of the wise than to sing the song of fools. For as crackling of thorns under the under the pot, so is the laughter of the fools. This is also vanity. Surely oppression drives the wise into madness and the bribe corrupts the heart. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. And the patient... And the patient in spirits is better than the proud in spirits. Be not quick in your spirits to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. Say not, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from the wisdom that you ask this. Wisdom is good with an inheritance, an advantage to those who see the sun. For the protection of wisdom is not like the protection of money, and the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. Consider the, consider the work of God, who can make straight what he has made crooked. Here's verse 14. In the day of prosperity, be joyful, and in the day of, advers- of adversity, consider God has made the one who, as well as the other, so that man may not find out anything that will be after him. In my vain life, I have seen everything. There is a righteous man who uh, perishes in his righteousness, and there is a wicked man who prolongs his life in his evil doing. Be not overly righteous, and do not make yourself too wise. Why should you destroy yourself? Be not overly wicked, neither a fool. Why should you die before your time? 
it is good that you should take hold of this. And from that, withhold not your hand, for the one who fears God will come out of both of them. Wisdom gives strength to the wise man more than ten rulers who are in a city. Surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does not who does good and never sins. Do not take heart all the things that people say, lest you will hear your servant cursing you. Your heart knows that many times you yourself have cursed others. This is uh, this all this I have tested by wisdom. I said I will be wise, but it was far from me. That which has been far off and deep, very deep, who can find it out? I turned my heart to know and to search out and to seek wisdom in the scheme of things and to know the wickedness and folly and the foolishness that is madness. And I find something more bitter than death. The woman whose heart is snares and nets and whose feet or who, whose hands are fetters. He who pleases God escapes her, but the sinner is taken by her. Behold, this is what I found, says the preacher while adding one thing to another to find the schemes of all things which my soul has sought repeatedly, but I have not found. One man among a thousand I have found, but a, but a woman among all of those I have not found. See, this alone I found that God made man upright, that they might sought out many schemes." So he gets into uh, some interesting dialogue here, verses 1 through 13. These are, this is a common thread in these verses is that all of life's ups and downs, the wise person will trust that God works in uh, all of these things. So let's kind of walk through these verses quickly here. Uh, verse 1, the name, one's repetition. Uh, this is an exp- the better than precious ointment. Expensive possessions do not make up for a bad reputation. Uh, referred to as a stench, though, in Genesis 32 and Exodus 5. The days of death uh, are better than the days of birth. Uh, unusually pessimistic proverb grouped with two other comparative proverbs. Each uses repetition and similar words which perhaps led Solomon to group them. Let's jump down to verse six, the cackling of thorns, thorns placed in the fire burn rapidly and make a lot of noise. The quick flash of the heat does not burn long enough to cook a meal. Even though the correction may be pleasant, it is preferred over someone making light of a situation. Let's jump down to verse 12. Here's what Luther says. I'm going to read verse 12 again for you. For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money. For the advantage of advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves life of him who has it. Here's what Luther says. He who sees and hears much is has a great opportunity for sorrow and indignation because he sees and experiences the things that bring injury to the heart. Solomon is not speaking about foolish men who do not care about all the wisdom in human affairs, but about the best of men, those who want to help human affairs, men such as those in the public office and in the management of households. For those who administer public or private business come to experience the fraud and perfidy of man. This fact has frightened many men away from public office. Christians should be exhorted to live in the very midst of the crowd, to marry, to govern their household. 
Moreover, when their efforts are hindered by the malice of men, they should bear it patiently and not cease their good works. Do not desert the battlefield, but stick it out. And let's move on. Verse 13. Jacob is a good example of verse 13. Consider the work of God who can make straight the path, uh, who can make straight what he has made crooked. Uh, this is pointing back to Jacob. Uh, as a good example, God made him limp after the encounter at Jabbok. That was Genesis 32. God also renamed him to Israel and changed him from a schemer to a patriarch. So God it can make straight all things. And another, I think another great example of this is Joseph because his brothers turned to kill him and they essentially dump his, dump him into a pit, uh, Thankfully, one of the brothers steps in and says, don't kill him, but we'll, you know, we'll just leave him here and see if he can save himself. But then at the very end of this passage, they turn and sell Joseph into slavery. God then works through this whole system of Joseph being in slavery and then ends up placing him into the royal court in the Egyptian kings. And he becomes, you know, uh, wealthy and wise and powerful and has a lot of authority over the surrounding peoples. So uh, God certainly makes straight a very crooked path. Verses 16 through 17, here's what Luther says on these. Forget about the highest law. Measure yourself by your own foot and sing. Know thyself. Then you will find in your own breast a lengthy catalog of vices. And you will say, look, I myself am still unrighteous. And yet I am tolerated by God and am not banished by people. Then why am I so carried away with the fury that I harshly require the authors, the others that do not achieve thy, myself? This is what it means to be the righteous over much. All right. Continuing on here, verse 16, these overly righteous this is a good example would be the Pharisees, those who could not recognize their own need for repentance, but yet they thought they were doing God's will. Verse 17, to be restrained from doing evil things, but remember, you will still sin. That is why we are uh, viewed as both sinner and justified in the same breath. Verse 18, one who fears God, the wise person will admit the tendency to be self-righteous as well as the inability to stop sinning. Such a person will find relief in the forgiveness that God offers. This is exactly what I just said a minute ago. You are going to sin, but Christ forgives you nonetheless. Verse 19, having 10 proven warriors or administrators will not defend or govern a city as well as having one godly wise person. In verse 20, Solomon says that this is his prayer dedicating the temple, 2 Chronicles 6. The Old Testament shows that every person sins and needs a Savior, Romans 3. And those who find favor in God's sight recognizes his forgiveness and undeserved love. Now, let's jump down here to verses 26 uh, and kind of summarize uh, the remaining of the chapter 7 here in the next few minutes. Uh, Proverbs chapter 7 goes into detail uh, about a loose woman comparing the threat and risk of adultery to idolatry. Avoiding the temptations or following your own designs comes through only through God's help. 
Few people possess wisdom, fewer still pursue it, and even Solomon did not hold on to it. Christ embodied wisdom and called himself greater than Solomon, Matthew 12, 42. All humankind whom Solomon weighed for uprighteousness and wisdom, ironically, he chastised, he chastised women for lacking wisdom, though he had foolish, foolishly chased after them. So we're going to summarize chapter seven as we close out today's show. Avoiding God's wisdom is wickedness and folly, but finding such wisdom as God gives it preserves our life and gives us hope in the face of all frustrations. Uh, other sources of wisdom offer little or no help, certainly none in the face of God's final judgment. The only way to acquire wisdom is in the revelation that God has given himself to us. So that will wrap us up here in chapter seven. Next week, we're going to get into, uh, looks like eight and maybe nine, depending on time. Uh, nine is not too long. It's 18 verses. Eight is, uh, 17 verses. It looks like. So we'll, we'll, we'll be able to work through both of those as we try to do two chapters, an episode and, and finish out this, uh, little series pretty quick. So. That is the show, guys. Tuesday morning, 7 a.m., we are dropping the Lutheran series. We are working through the Book of Concord right now and touching base on the articles of the Augsburg Confession. So don't miss out on that. Go back and make sure you listen to the uh, the, his- the history behind this, the, the articles and uh, provide yourself some foundation to what is going on. That will take care of us today, guys. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. We'll see you later. Extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.